1: Welcome to Help I Sexted My Boss, the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life, aiming to answer your 21st century questions and find those solutions to everyday dilemmas, like is it okay to down a pint of gravy, and is a courtesy flush actually good etiquette, and of course, what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss, But we're not your usual agony ants, are we, William Hanson?
2: No, we're not, Jordan North. I'm more Queen Victoria, you're more Vicky Pollard.
1: (laughs) These have been really good, this series. Yeah, they have.
2: I'm I'm quite good at writing them. They've
1: been uh, really good. I I think you've really improved on those bits that producer Ben definitely hasn't been writing. (laughs) No, no. Do you know what a courtesy flush is?
2: No, actually. Do you not? I was just thinking that. So is it good etiquette? Well, please explain to me what it is. If you're... I mean, courtesy... Full stop is always a good idea. Yeah. Flushing is always a good idea.
1: So a, a good example, two examples. If you have a poo and they say you should wow. flush straight away if, say, your other half's in the bath and you're on the toilet at the same time. Right. Okay. Or I tend to do a courtesy flush. If you, This is what I hate about coffee shops. You know, you get one toilet and there's a queue and you get caught short. You need a number two and you have to go and have a poo but you know there's some lady's going to come in after you. So as soon as you do it, you flush it so it doesn't smell. Then you wait, do the rest, and then flush it again, and apparently it gets rid of the smell straight away. Well, if
2: that's your definition of courtesy, then that's fine with me.
1: Should we have a gin and a bonnet?
2: Yeah, I need one already. We're only three minutes in. I don't
1: know. Can I just say, I'm I'm, I'm not a rude or crude person. You are. I'm not. Generally, you're the rudest and crudest person I have in my address book. I don't like it when you say that. After last week's episode, uh, the week before, after
2: ago. After
1: the episode of Fortnight Ago, I don't think I... I just, I just like to wind you up a bit. <laughs> That's all it is. Just, I, basically, my aim in life is when I'm with you is just to get you to put your head in your hand how he does. Dunny Ben. Choose I like day. to
2: think that since we started this podcast, your career has definitely gone upwards. Yeah. Whilst mine has gone the other way. I, was gonna say, I have helped you...
0: Raise Absolutely your profile.
2: Not. Whereas you
1: have helped me destroy my reputation and profile. That, that is not true. That is not true. Who we're we toasting to?
2: Well, I'd like to say thank you and let's toast her uh, as well to Rhiannon, one of our G and Divas, who gave us some lovely chocolates.
1: Right, okay. Uh, that
2: we are halfway through.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh that oh is that was from Rhiannon? No more for you, Ben. No. no more for you, Ben. <laughs> Too good. What's Miss Trunchable say on Matilda when she gets a Miss Trunchable? She goes, oh, chocolate's far too good for children. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I have seen it, but not, not recently. Uh, have you never seen Matilda, producer Ben? Uh, we're talking to him too much in this podcast. Yeah. And he's getting he's getting way too much air Too much about producer Ben. Right, <laughs> should we toast Rhiannon? To Rhiannon. Rhiannon. For sending us chocolates. And I'm not going to lie, the reason why we're toasting Rhiannon is because before the podcast, <laughs> Ben and William said, let's toast Rhiannon because it might encourage more GNDVers to send stuff in. You Address at- us on the website <laughs> <laughs> com. And you are not cutting that. That is what happened. And that is not being cut. I'm adamant. They both said that. William said it. And then Ben went, that's exactly what I was That's exactly what I was thinking. So,
2: yeah. That's a third voice you've given producer Ben. It's a bit
1: transatlantic, that. Is it? Hmm. So there we go to Rhiannon, and we'll do this because I feel like we haven't done this properly in ages. Remember, if you want to help with something on this podcast, then you can tweet us at SextedMyBoss. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at SextedMyBoss.com. Or you can write to William, who promises a handwritten reply on his own letterhead of paper. The address for that is on the website, SextedMyBoss.com. Excellent. There you go. We've not done that bit in a while, have we?
2: No, you haven't.
1: How's your week been? Well, it's been
2: fine. I mean, obviously last week we we put out our Manchester Podcast Festival recording, Mm -hmm. which I think um, was was a pretty accurate representation of what went on. A few things had to go, of course, but... um... There
1: there was some things that was cut, and if you were there, g and Divas. What goes in Manchester? Stays in Manchester. Hashtag keep the secrets. Hashtag keep the secrets. And um, yeah,
2: but but actually it was, uh, we did the recording on, on the Friday night and then I had a few days, I stayed up in, in Manchester because of course I used to live there, that's where we met. Uh, and it was really nice to have a few days in Manchester, staying in a hotel and just sort of to leisurely see Manchester and the Manchester that only 18 months ago I left, but has changed, because Manchester's full of change and things always get built. It's not changed that much. It has, if you haven't been there for 18 months. Oh, do you know yeah, what, I felt Actually, it had.
1: when I first started at Media City, all we had was a Costa Coffee and Booths. Now there's all sorts there. There's cafes, there's restaurants, pubs,
2: there's bars. The Grinder Cafe, whatever it's called. The Grinder Cafe? Yeah, where well, we went, you and I went. I thought we weren't going to talk about that. Grind Smith. Grind. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> You've just done a Jordan. <laughs> what, have I? What's a Jordan? Well, you just tom- completely <laughs> got the wrong. end. this, we were not in any cafe to do with grinder. <laughs> well,
2: we were in the Grindsmith cafe. Yeah, but
1: not grinders. And in- oh, don't act like you don't know what grinder is. <laughs>
2: it's how you met Mikey. Come on. Oh, for God's sake! We've been over this a thousand times. But the funniest thing on the Saturday, I was uh, I was in my hotel in. Well, actually, my hotel was in Salford technically, but just. And uh, it's a nice hotel where I was staying. And I was had a friend that came to have coffee with me oh, yeah. in the afternoon. Female. Oh. Anyway, so I'm having coffee with this with this friend. And halfway through, uh, sort of about three o'clock, the, um, the hotel had a, like a jazz singer mm-hmm. that started at three. So she came and set up her keyboard. Really sort of pretty young girl, ginger, long ginger hair. Set it up, and she started playing. And she had a very slow rendition of George Michael's "Faith." It was one of the songs, and she was singing in this very sort of sultry transatlantic voice. So I guess it would be nice.
1: Oh,
2: and it was all very, all very nice. And then she finished the song and went, and I believe, and she was tinkling a few notes to underscore this. I believe I have to say happy birthday to Jane. It's Jane's birthday. No reaction from the entire from the entire lobby lounge. Jane. And then she went, do we have a Jane here? <laughs> and then Jane eventually chirped up and then she went, happy birthday to you. <laughs> I thought, God bless you, Manchester. Don't you just love the North?
1: Yes, all fur coat, no knickers. <laughs> <laughs> what else did you do up there? Uh,
2: I just saw lots of friends. It was one social engagement after another. It was very draining.
1: Oh, I bet it was. I bet it was. Didn't you go to see your old flat as well? You text me. I
2: did. Well, I was going out for dinner on the Saturday night and ahead of that I thought I'd go and sort of have a bit of exercise and and sort of see the city at night and go and see the area where I used to live. That's William's code
1: word for I was cottaging. (laughs) I thought I'd have a bit. Yes, officer. <laughs> I'm so sorry for that. I thought I'd have a bit of exercise <laughs> and fresh air at twelve o'clock at night. And I put on my trainers. Yes, officer. Anyway, <laughs> and there was a big park where I used to live. Is there? Yeah. Where? Behind it. A big park. Yeah. Well, not that big. Yeah. It's tiny. Where there's greenery, there's queenery. <laughs>
2: Anyway, so I went to go and look at the flat and, uh, I mean, this makes me sound like a real peeping Tom, but bear in mind that my old flat was 17 floors up, so I was, really was not looking in the window. But I you, used to walk up. If you if you stand on the opposite side of the road, you can look up and I could see lights on and sort of vague shadows of movement. I can see that they have kept the wall colourings. You could see that far up? Yeah, you've always been able to. Yeah. I can see that the the red dining room walls there... The bedroom wall's lovely um, stiffy blue, should anyone want to know the fire and ball colour I went for uh, in the bedroom, uh, is still there. It was a bit sad, actually.
1: Oh. You loved that flat. We, I, I, when we you had some good me, times. William texted me and said, um, oh, I've just gone past the flat. And I was like, oh, we had some good times there. Because it's basically well, Don't say that. William never used to... Well, William never used to go out. used to always have house... Part, well, dinner. House, I did
2: not have house parties. Right,
1: we had good times there, not in that. Well, could you stop yeah, saying it but like what, You're leading me on to an bit. We had good times there, not in that context, but I tell you what, what was the code name for your housemate, Lucas? Uh, John. But we can call him, we've outed him now. Oh, John, <laughs> it's still not fair. Yeah. John, um, William former housemate that we've talked about a lot, had some very good times there. Alpha Canal Street, spent yeah. the night at your house. Yeah, at L- L- Lucas had better times in that flat
2: than I did. <laughs> and how did you find the Manchester Podcast Festival? How was it for you?
1: It was great. I can't remember much of it. And then listening back to the episode. Oh, I see. bit like that, was it? No, just because you're, like, you're in the moment. Like, you, you might not know this, Gene Devers, but I get ridiculously nervous before going yeah. on stage. Like, William's a pro. And um, you, you were great that night. And I yeah. get stupid, yeah. like, what was I like the hour before? I couldn't even eat my Subway, and that's saying something. I got a f- foot long, because William said, get a 12-inch f- get, get inside you. That'll It'll calm you down. <laughs> that's what he said. I just couldn't eat it, and I got so you nervous. You could only take six inches, couldn't you? <laughs> Grow up, Hanson. It's true, though. I could only take six <laughs> inches. Do you know, I found the other six inches in my bag on the way home back to London and it I on the train. But you went back to London, like, the day later? <laughs> Two days later. I <laughs> know, oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, no. I, no, I just opened no. my open bag and it was in there, did it it? Um, I was really nervous. Mm. And I, 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 like, it's fine being on radio and talking to people. That's, I, I'm fine with that. But when you see people. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed last week's episode as well. We went out afterwards. Well, no, we left the theatre with you. Yeah. And you went on somewhere
2: else. Ben and I went somewhere why, Yeah, why did we all go somewhere? Excuse me, ways?
1: we we did invite you. Yeah, but I had to, yeah. So... How long were you out for? I wish you. Oh me, half an hour. Yeah, even two, two hours. So I went to a different bar after you.
2: Only across the road from where we went.
1: And I've I've been robbed. You've been robbed. Yeah, and so has my mate as well. So I'm going on my bank account, yeah. seeing how much I've spent, mm. which I hate doing. And apparently I've spent twenty five pounds on the early mm. hours of Saturday morning in a nail bar. Hang on, give me a hand.
2: Yeah, you definitely haven't spent any money on them recently.
1: I've never had a manicure in my life, and they have not been so. And why would you spend twenty five quid on your nails at four in the morning? Twenty five quid, Robin. Gosh, yes. Insert word of yeah. choice. Bar stewards. Well, let me know if you get that. Let me know if you need any money in the meantime. Right. My housemate's also back off a honeymoon. Oh, is she? Yeah, I didn't know she got married. Yeah, she got married. Uh, she's back off a honeymoon, and she's been on the Orient Express. Well, oh, that's nice. Which you've been on, haven't you? I have been on. I'd love to do that. No. I'd love to take you on and then murder you at the Orient Express. And it was me and Mikey all along and then we'd run off together in the distance.
2: Oh, that's a plot twist. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so no, yeah. I, I did it years ago and we were, it was in the height of the summer. It was probably a good time for your, your flatmate and her now husband oh, to do it. it was
1: stifling.
2: I was, there were no showers on board. There, you don't have your own bathroom, you have a basin in your room,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and you have to change into black tie in the evening, yeah. dinner jacket. Yeah,
1: you can't wear jeans at any point, can
2: no. you? And, well, that's fine, that's not an issue, um, but it was very sticky and very hot, and quite frankly, after two days on it, you can see why there was a murder. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that was justifiable. Really?
1: Mm. Was you ready for coming off? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Arrived in Venice
1: all. Where does it go from, Orient to Venice? <laughs> Please say you've asked
2: that knowingly. <laughs> Orient is not a place. You think Orient. it goes from to Orient? Yeah, is,
1: that right? <laughs> <laughs> is that not... Right? <laughs> is that Is that working? No, darling. No, seriously. Oh, I don't know where it, like an no. Orient, because uh, I just thought, because it's an old train, it'd need an old train station. Because my housemate mentioned you get on a really posh bus as well, that's what I'd...
2: You get on at Victoria, you do the Pullman train oh. down to somewhere on the coast, Southampton, somewhere like that. I can't remember where. And then it... you do the Channel Tunnel, and yes, they put you on a coach, basically, on the to, Channel do tunnel. The, to do the Channel Tunnel. Oh, so that's not... And then the actual Orient Express, you then pick up in Calais. So you do Calais to Venice. Oh, You do now. I mean, historically, it's done a thousand different routes. Oh, has it? Yeah, it only does a few now. So it's never been in Leighton Orient? (laughs) I can't say it's never been in Leighton Orient, but I'm fairly confident (laughs) if it has been to Leighton Orient, it was only once.
1: I just thought it was...
2: uh, anyway. Oh, bless you, darling.
1: I feel really stupid now. Shall we do Jordan's Jolly Joke of the Week? Yes, I would be delighted. So I was speaking to a cannibal the other day. He told me he'd be switching to eating spam. Mm. And I'll tell you the punchline after the break.
2: One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health
1: So I was speaking to a cannibal the other day, and he said to me he switched from eating humans to eating spam. Said it's the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> that was uh, Dave on Twitter who sent me that one. What, hourly on holiday this week? Mm-hmm. Two flies hanging round shit. And one fly says to the other, I've not seen you for a while. He says, yeah, I've been out sick. got <laughs> <laughs> get that?
2: Yes, it took me a moment, but yes, I do get it. Did you get that? What's happened to Ali this week? Is he on
1: holiday? He's not sent me one this week. Is he John, all right? Has anyone checked on him? Why are pirates called pirates? Because they are. Uh, all right, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. There we go. I'm, I'm going to... Yeah. Maybe we can bring in William's key word of the week. They're on the way out. Exit signs. <laughs> Why do... Is Jordan's joke singular? Bloke comes into um, the pub. Wait, did we Look! save it bloke comes because they come to me bloke comes into pub black and white jersey on whistle in his mouth red and yellow card in one hand i thought he's gonna kick off
2: i believe that's a football jack i don't really get it but i'm sure it's hilarious if you do right uh we have our live shows coming up in january of course we announced them a few weeks ago thank you so much we've had a huge response to to all of them that's that's we're delighted. Uh, they're all in January, so it's a nice thing to pep you up after, after Christmas. We are going to London, Edinburgh, Glasgow, Bristol, Leeds, Birmingham. We might have a couple of more to add to that.
1: The reason why we're doing it in January as well is because it's a miserable month, so we thought we want to cheer it up might our... Might make it more miserable for you. <laughs> we want to cheer up our g and Divas, so it would be a nice Christmas present if you've got a mate. And Do you know what we're going to say as well? Because we've done a few live shows now. And people have brought friends along that have never heard the podcast before. And they've actually got into it. So if you've got a mate that you think would enjoy our live show, our podcast, bring them along as well. Yeah, you I don't
2: think, have to be an actual g and Diva to come along. You can be a G and Diva in waiting. But
1: our mate brought his mum and now she's a big fan of the podcast.
2: But It always worries me. Yeah, the so thing that more worries me about this live tour is that we are going to Bristol.
1: Your hometown. Yes. Who are? William's no, going to start talking like that. Somerset. Is it? Yes. William's going to be like, all right there, my fellow Bristolians, where's my mum? Hello, darling. (laughs) How are you? So good to see you on stage, darling. Thank you, mother. I'll be over in a minute with some cider.
2: The best thing is when you get off a bus in Bristol, and again, (laughs) I have literally never got off a bus in Bristol, um... But you have to go, they go, cheers, drive. <laughs> do they? Cheers, drive. <laughs> it always makes me laugh.
1: Cheers, why. drive. So, William, you're going to hear the real William Hansen in Bristol. Uh, have a look on the website, sexandmyboss.com forward slash live if you want to come and see us live in the new year. We'd love to see you there, and we can promise you that um, you'll have a good night. We can promise that, can't we? We can promise yeah, that. Yeah, we, we've, we've put a lot of thought and effort into the live show. I have had to put a moratorium on my parents' coming. An auditorium? No,
2: a, a moratorium. Well, my parents will not be in the auditorium because oh, I've put you, a moratorium.
1: Always it ma- sounds thick. What's a monitorium? A what? Moratorium. What's that mean? I
2: banned them from coming.
1: Why can't you just say I've barred my mum and dad from coming? Why have you barred them from coming? Is it because your mum's going to get pissed and show you <laughs> up in front of everyone? Is that what it is? <laughs> Sarah there. <laughs> oh, have remembered her name this week. Two bottles, Sarah. <laughs> Darling, just get me the straw, I'll drink it out of the bottle Champagne, champagne all around for my d and Wrong way, Sarah, it's and Davis <laughs> Shut up, shut up I said champagne all around for my Jean Davis William, darling, get mother another drink And this is why she's not coming <laughs> I love how Sarah's turning into
2: a bit of a character now like Mikey and <laughs> You're going to be really disappointed <laughs> when you eventually meet them <laughs> if indeed we do I'm currently in negotiations To whether we can stay Oh Are we staying at your mum and dad's Again I'm very worried about that Oh that would save us hotel costs. I'm worried that we Basically I'm going Can we stay at yours You're not allowed to come Who me No 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 They're not allowed to come to the show Oh But if we're staying at them Bring them to the show Absolutely not
1: William why are you acting like You've been dragged up darling We've paid many, many thousands of pounds for you to be publicly educated, darling. Don't be speaking like this, Public darling. educated? Privately educated, darling. Mummy's pissed again, darling. <laughs>
2: hmm? <laughs> Sorry, Sarah, if you're listening. Talking of alcohol, should we do give me the D?
1: Yes, let's do it. A one, two, a one, two,
2: three. I, I want, want the D. D. I,
1: I need it now. Please tell me when. when.
2: Please tell, tell me how. how. I'm thirsty and willing and eager, you see.
0: So come on, boys,
2: give me the D. Producer Ben winced at our beautiful harmony there. I would like to hear him do Give Me The D one day. He's miming because he doesn't speak. Can I just say... Someone asked me on Instagram yesterday why he doesn't speak and why he came onto the Manchester podcast for holding cards. I said, because if he speaks, we have to pay him. Yeah, It's as simple as that. Yeah. It's and the equity rules.
1: Can I just say, the Give Me the D song was actually created by William, and that's the only thing he's <laughs> came up with on this podcast. The rest of it is me and The Matt. name? Did you come up with Hell by Sex and My Boss? Oh, my God.
2: I mean, do you not even know the origins of this
1: podcast? No, and I didn't. I only found out recently when we did an interview backstage at the live show <laughs> um, last There's week. With a lovely chap called Matthew. With a lovely lad called Matthew for his uni project, I and mean, I only found out there. Did you come up with the name? Yes, it was a book I was writing. Oh. Right, anyway, should we crack on with the listeners' questions? Yes, oh yeah, I forgot that bit. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the most important bit. Take it away, William Hanson, UK's leading etiquette
2: expert. Good morning, William and Jordan. I wonder if you might be able to offer your expert advice on a matter that has caused me endless discomfort for most of my adult life. I'm lucky enough that my husband's family have a luxury caravan in Keswick, and we try to visit as often as we can. Luxury caravan, is there a such thing. thing? Oh, don't you play the snob card? <laughs>
1: I know, where did that come
2: from? (laughs) Don't minimise my part. I love looking around the little boutique shops which sell overpriced trinkets and gifts, but I barely buy anything. These are the shops that command hushed tones and light footsteps. I know exactly the ones that she's talking about having been to Keswick for many holidays as a child. You know the sort. Yes, I do. I've just said that. I was wondering, what is the etiquette for entering, pursuing and then leaving without having bought anything? Is it correct to thank the shopkeeper as you exit, even if you haven't bought anything? Is it all right to use these shops as a free museum? And how long do I have to pretend that I might buy something if I walk in and immediately realise I've grossly misjudged the situation? Any advice would be greatly appreciated. She's also put here as a PS that on a recent episode, my laugh sounds exactly like a duck.
1: Oh. Well, thank you. Kind regards, Sarah. Absolutely great question. I always think this, when I go to the Lakes or mm. you go to a nice little village and you go in the shops. Or Harrods. Like, how long is it? Because okay? it's the shop owners that make you feel uncomfortable. They're staring at you. Part of them, they're staring at you. They're so intense. They're like, please buy something. I have kids to feed. You're like, all right, I would, but it's mm. 20 quid cheaper in supermarket. I Great think, question.
2: Yeah, I think you go in, you have a look. If you don't want do anything, no obligation. If you walked into a Tesco, for example, or any supermarket, and there wasn't something you wanted, you would just walk out again. You wouldn't worry.
1: Is it okay to go into a shop just to browse and kill time?
2: Yes, I do that in bookshops quite a lot. Yeah. I do normally end up buying something, I admit, but generally.
1: So it's okay to go into a shop having no intention to buy anything?
2: Yes, because you might be just window shopping or getting mm. ideas for Christmas. That's yeah. what I sometimes say. Yeah. To people. I go, oh, I just want to try something on. And I go, thank
1: you very much. It's an idea for my birthday. What is the etiquette? And it always makes me... It's it, it is sod's law because when you want someone in a shop, you can never find them. Mm. And and I've worked in retail and shops and it is hard work, long hours. But then when they come up to and go, can I help you? It's like, what do you say and then? I was going, no, I'm okay. Like, um,
2: Not currently, but thank you very much. I'll let you know if I need, need some help.
1: Is that what you say? Yeah,
2: because then you're basically saying, not now. Okay. But maybe later.
1: OK. I just go, oh, I'm all right, thanks, mate. I'm just looking. That's what I usually do. Yeah. What sort of shops did you work in? Um, I worked... this. I've said this before, it's still now, even though I have I like to think that I've done all right. I sound like a twat. But my mum's proudest moment in her life for me was when I got a job <laughs> at Marks and Spencer's. Even though you're on national radio, yeah, I've <laughs> working for the state
2: broadcaster...
1: I'll say State Broadcast. I mean, it sound like an Orwell Korea. novel. <laughs> Bloody hell. It's not 1989. Well, you are working for the State Broadcaster. 98... Uh, 1984.
2: Or 1984. 1989 it? was a very important year. It was the year I was born.
1: Oh. Uh, it's not 1984. Yeah, um, she says, oh, I loved it when you had that job at M&S. You were talking street... She said, everybody used to talk about you. Which I used to be so proud of you, sending you off with your little sandwiches. I was only like 16, 17 years in college. She said, you had that discount card. Oh, we had a good Christmas that year. That's <laughs> what so she says all the time. I'm like, hello. Podcast, Let's. radio.
2: Next question. Dear William and Jordan, my name is Sophie. I'm 18 and from Derbyshire. Unlike a lot of my friends, I'm not a massive drinker. I wouldn't say that I'm teetotal, but I don't go out on the lash every weekend. Me neither. <laughs> and I'm the Duchess of Kent. I'm always getting invited on night out, and I'm not overly keen on going, as I would like to be back home and in bed at a reasonable time. What is the best way to politely decline without sounding rude, boring or antisocial? Keep up
1: the good work, Sophie. Sophie, my advice for this is, honestly... Don't go out if you don't want to, just because your mates are all out on the piss. That is totally fine, because I've got a, a couple of friends like you, as someone that drinks. And Sophie, you could be my friend where the odd weekend where I don't want to go out. And there's a few. I think, <laughs> oh, I'll give Sophie a ring and I'll just chill it all. Yours. Every every other year. Yeah. So you be the friend that like invites people over and just has. Because do you know what you can't be? All right, it's good going out on a Saturday night. It's good going out, and, and, and I enjoy getting pissed with my mates, but you be that friend, Sophie, that's like, should we just chill tonight, get a pizza, watch a bit of telly, put a film on?
2: And, yeah, look, I, look, Sophie, I relate completely to this because I didn't start drinking until I was 22, mm-hmm. and my first drink then was a creme de month frappe, shortly after I had the D for the first time. But creme de Month was my first drink um, and is my first love. And... Um, I again especially at university, not so much of an issue at school, but when I went to university in Manchester, you know, people were going out every night and I wasn't. And to be honest, yeah, it's it's frustrating, but what you have to remember is that it won't last on their part. It will be it'll be five ten years tops, which I know seems like an awfully long time. Mm. But also host your own parties, yeah. have afternoon parties.
1: William's my selfie. You yeah. are
2: you are well I was knock it back now oh, no, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> um, but but certainly at university you know you you came to a lot of my parties my my mm. putting on the ritz yeah. we did we did christmas carousel my bon vivant buffet with michaelmas manchettes and christmas chiquetti. was that the we did the queen's tea party for the, Diamond the jubilee was that the one where the shelf collapsed no that was just a dinner oh it was just a candlelight supper where the shelf fell down yeah with the cookery books and hit the Pyrex jug with uh, my pickled pear sauce which runs everywhere all over the cookbooks and not the silver tray
1: honest to God right The shelf collapsed in William's kitchen it was just one of those things you'd, you'd have thought the Queen died he was in bits he'd have thought, he well, thought the no, night was, so was the Pyrex <laughs> <laughs> thought the night was ruined there's only one of your meals that I've not liked it's just, well, I just to me. what? I just, just thought of that it was when you met Duck that time you didn't like my duck? I couldn't eat do you not know I didn't eat it it was everyone else did. Yeah, it was a big, big chunk of it. I was well, when it's I have a duck breast. Yeah, well, when I have duck, oh no, was it tuna? No, it was duck. It was right fatty. I can,
2: I can get that book down from the shelf and tell you exactly what it was. Yeah,
1: well, Williams, we're recording at Williams at the moment. He's actually got a book of every dinner party he's hosted. Mm-hmm. He's like he writes it in, and Oh, I'm going to write
2: in it now. Don't serve Jordan
1: duck. It's only this, mate. This was about six years ago. It was. I really know exactly fatty. what duck
2: it was. Duck. It was not fatty. Was it I never duck à orange? It was not duck. It was duck with minted peas.
1: Yeah. Oh, I was starving after i come out. I had to go to McDonald's. I remember it. I didn't like... And me, I'm not fussy. Duck to me is in a pancake that you get from Chinese. I tell you what, the thing that... You should have shredded it and put it in a pancake for me. I tell oh, you what,
2: you, you've cooked me that I didn't like.
1: Oh, nothing. Because you never cooked for me. Next question. I'm going to invite you round when I get my house sorted. Might be dead by then. I'm going to invite you round. Hello, William and Jordan, and producer Ben.
2: In less than two weeks, I will be turning the big thirty, and I'm starting to freak over this.
1: Oh, that's so weird. What was I just saying to you before we started recording? Yeah, you—you really not looking forward to being forty? I was no, I'm—I'm also—I was like, I'm proper freaking out. Oh, come on, who's it from? Katie with a C. C Seeing okay okay. Oh. Uh,
2: hello, William and Jordan. In less than two weeks, I'll be turning the big thirty, and I'm starting to freak out over this. Freak I f- out. I feel I've always made the safe choices in life. The only big change I made was moving from Kilmarnock to Aberdeen for a relationship that has now ended. Oh. But you can come and see us in Edinburgh and Glasgow for our live show. Yeah. Recently, I've been reflecting on a lot of things I have, have and haven't done in my life so far. My main concern is my job. I've always worked in customer service and taken a job that I feel people might be impressed by and not because it's a passion of mine. When I was a kid, I always wanted to be a radio presenter, as I love music and chatting to people. I never pursued it as I live in a small town, and as I got older, my confidence took a huge hit. Mm. I guess my question really is, is 30 too old for someone to start their life over and make big changes? Kind regards, Katie. Katie. Okay. Katie, if you would like to be on the radio one day a week, you listen to this advice. <laughs> Come on, if I can get on the radio, then anyone can do it. Um, I mean, at 30, I wouldn't consider a career on Radio 1.
1: No, that's not, that's bull. I mean, Katie, never say never. Way. And do you know what? I'm also at that, that age, coming to that age in the new year. Don't worry about it. Everybody's saying to me, that your 30s are the best time of your life. I've said this before, my mum told me this. Mm. And do you know what a couple of people said to me? My sister-in-law said this to me lately as well, and it might be the same for you, Katie. She said, I'm get- I'm looking better with age. Hmm.
2: Well, it's predominantly because you started off looking quite
1: shit. Yeah, to so... be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Not, yeah, to be fair. <laughs> Ditto me, I mean, I. Yeah. let's be honest. Basically, I spent most of my early 20s trying to look like Alex Turner, so, yeah. Who's Alex Turner?
2: Oh, for God's sake. Well, don't both of you look at me. Who's Alex Turner? just a bit. Alex
1: Turner, lead singer of Arctic Monkeys. Oh, Arctic what? Are you f- my favourite band? Producer? Better your favourite band? There's one of them. I oh, know yours is um, Tame Impala, isn't it? Him. Can't take him the eyes off. Yeah, look how cool he is. I don't think you've ever said. I bet like that him. you look good on the dance floor. Don't know if you're looking for a man. That? You wanted to look like that? Looking for... He was going through a tough time then. Anyway, it's not about Alex Turner, it's about Katie. Here's my advice, Katie. Have a look in your local area. If the uh, hospital radio isn't... It's still going, there might be a uh, hospital radio in your local hospital, but I think community radio's fantastic. So have a look for a community radio station near you. It's basically a, a station for volunteers. It's just type in community radio stations in Venice. Um, get in contact with them, ask to go down, shadow a couple of shows, volunteers, see if you can get some airtime, which is basically get yourself on air, make all your mistakes, practice, and see if they've got a studio free. So, when the studio's free and it's not on air, go in and pretend to be on the radio for an hour. That's how you'll get better. Mm-hmm. Record it, listen back to yourself, and then send it out to people. But my advice is get as much airtime as you can and just keep practicing. That's how I did it, community radio. And then just. I used to go into Capital FM in Manchester and just used to go into the studio there and pretend I was on the radio for an hour or two. Hmm. And then you record and it. And then
2: realise that you were supposed to be on the radio and you hadn't actually uh, no. well, turned the mics and
1: on. And then you send bits to your boss and then your boss would say, oh, that's good, but try this different. So, yeah, and you and you never too... 30's not too old. Any age is too old to get on the radio. And if not, Radio 1 are looking for people over Christmas,
2: so you can always try that.
1: Next question. Did...
2: You- I'm sorry. Dear producer Ben Jordan and HRH William. I'm no look, right. This is tech in the piss now. Admittedly, you've put HRH, but if you're doing if in order of pre- when you write a letter to someone, you always put the most important person first. So if someone has an HRH title, you would put them first. He is producer a becomes underneath the HRH. Don't twist my words. You should see his face now. I'm so happy. At my work, my colleagues know I refuse to watch ITV. It's utter S-H-I-T-E. ITV know this because they grade their channels on, le- on levels of shite. One, two, three and four. And the worst, ITVB. <laughs> I want to be Christopher's friend. Despite this, I'm being constantly asked by work colleagues about a love island, something to do with Anton Deck, and a documentary about a northern street. Imagine my horror when I discovered that His Royal Highness, Charles the Prince of Wales, has a two-part documentary on ITV 1 about the Duchy of Cornwall. I love Cornwall. I have stayed at a Duchy of Cornwall holiday cottage and I had a ride on the Duchy. This guy sounds a bigger snob than you. I had a ride on the Duchess of Cornwall from St Morse to Falmouth. Who hasn't? A ferry. So I had to watch the... How dare you speak about our future queen?
1: Duchess of... What, Camilla? Yes. She's not going to be... Oh, is she? Oh, she's married to... the. I'm not! I'm saying who's not been... Who's not had a ride on the Duchess of Cornwall?
2: Ferry. Does this make me a hypocrite and have I lowered my standards too far? Kind regards, Christopher. P.S. Keep up the good work. Does producer Ben
1: get to enjoy the D after the podcast? (laughs) I mean, he's lucky. I'm sorry, but you have so written this letter. This is I you. you. This is all your innuendo. This is William Hanson to a T. You have written this. I
2: promise you I haven't.
1: P.S. Keep up the good work. Does producer Ben enjoy the D after the podcast? I stayed at the Duchess of Cornwall holiday cottage and I had a ride on the Duchess of Cornwall ferry. Yeah, this is you.
2: What was the question again? Basically, he doesn't watch ITV, but he realised he watched ITV for this documentary because of Prince Charles. Is he a hypocrite? In my book, no.
1: Right, okay, it's not, the, it's not the 50s. So when ITV was first launched in 1950, I should know this from my degree. Hang on, no. So the BBC started in 1922, and then the BBC... Basically, when ITV launched in the 50s, a lot of people didn't... Was it? Yeah. When ITV launched in 1955, a lot of people refused to watch it because they seen it as like, Lower oh yes, class. my grandmother
2: would refuse to let let her, my well, my mother and her uncles. my, well, my watch my ITV. Uncles, yeah.
1: really. So all I'm saying to you yeah, is, it's not the 50s. That was a big thing, you know. Even up until the late 60s, people yeah. wouldn't watch ITV because it was seen well, as like up to now. To be honest, lower class. The BBC was much better. So no, it's, it's perfectly fine, um, Christopher, to watch ITV and any channel, especially if it's royal. I watch all sorts of crap on the telly. And i yeah, You're on some of it. <laughs> <laughs> Says you, someone of shite you've done on telly. Come on. <laughs> let's not talk about, it. let's do lunch. <laughs> I've been... What's, BAFTA's red carpet, it don't get much better than that. And on that note, what have we
2: learned today? Uh, you can watch ITV if either I'm on it or uh, it's a royal documentary.
1: Mm-hmm. <coughs>
2: Uh, we have learnt that uh, we're, we're coming on tour. The
1: help I sexed my boss, bring me the door. It's perfectly fine door. to be 18 or any age and not drink. That's totally fine. Don't be that person that says, what are you not drinking for? Why aren't you drinking? No, I know, yeah,
2: actually, building on that question that we had earlier from uh, from Sophie... We're saying this
1: half-cut like we're on our way because <laughs> we've had a few G&Ds, but...
2: <laughs> yes, you don't need... Don't, don't cave into peer pressure, but equally... For friends that have friends that are teetotal and don't drink,
1: don't pressure them. Let them... They're going to do them. You're going to do you. There we go. Um, Look, we haven't said this now, but we, we, we love the fact that we get so many lovely messages from you, Gene Divas, that listen to the podcast. And we've said it many times. When we started this, just under two years ago now, God, mm. we never thought that so many people would listen and come to see us um, on live shows. But the best way for us to get more listeners, to get the word out there, is by word of mouth. So if you want to tell your friends your colleagues, your aunties, whoever, let let them know. Do recommend us. And we've been doing live shows, haven't we? And people say, oh, my friend told me about it or a girl in work told me about it and we're obsessed with it and we love that, so please do. One of our friends uh, from the north was going to bring uh, their their grandfather, who
2: was 72, to our live show. And I said, I'm sorry, bring your, your grandfather to the live show? He said, oh, he's very liberal. I said, well, We'll see.